many people uh, argue, I, I think, that uh, road engineering hasn't really improved since the Roman days when uh, they built roads which, uh, at least by the stories, are uh, still quite uh, viable, in at least around England and other places in Europe. Um, but uh, research into the processes of, of road building still continue and uh, new ideas are still being developed. Um, and I guess many of us would wonder how they're applied when we dodge around the various holes that are created in wet weather like this. Anyway, I'm very pleased then to welcome and congratulate uh, Dr. Amin Sultani, who has won a Vesky Fellowship grant to travel to Canada to uh, research the use of biopolymers in stabilising soils. So we'll get to all of that. Uh, but uh, first, uh, Dr. Soltani, um, could you tell us a bit about the grant and, and the Vesky Fellowship? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, the Victorian government, in partnership with uh, Vesky, uh, every year they do deliver a series of uh, uh, fellowships to early career researchers. Uh, it's usually around 10 fellowships, five in the physical sciences category, another five in the life sciences category. And they're probably considered the most prestigious fellowship awarded in the state of Victoria. Now, the idea is to support groundbreaking research so that uh, Victoria can basically foster innovation and basically lead Australia and probably the world in developing new technologies for uh, you know, the future, especially with focus on sustainability. So, yeah, I was really lucky to be one of the recipients this year, which is really exciting, and I'm really happy about that. Oh, naturally. Um, so uh, am I right to, in my exaggerated introduction, about uh, we haven't really improved our road building since the Roman times? What I believe is that uh, since the Roman days up until today, we haven't really focused on the main issue of our roads. The main issue of our roads is the soil, the soil which is basically our foundation. And we really don't give a lot of consideration to that. And because I come from a geotechnical engineering background, my expertise is basically soils. I deal with soils all the time. I'm trying to solve road engineering problems from the core, basically the soil. In Victoria in particular, our soils are really special. They're really problematic. Now, soils on their own, they're really terrible construction materials. And we have to deal with them because they're the most common construction material we have. In Victoria, it's even worse. We have special soils like expansive soils, sodic soils, which are really susceptible to seasonal moisture changes. So, for instance, during wet seasons, they absorb moisture. They expand in volume, in some cases by up to three times. Then comes the dry seasons and they lose moisture and they basically shrink. Now, the issue here is that the amount of shrinkage and swelling is not the same. So over time, you have this cyclic swelling and shrinkage going on. And therefore, this results in the pavement to actually crack. So whenever you see those cracks on the pavement surface, it's not so much with regards to the asphalt that we use or the design that we have for that pavement, even though those are important factors, but it's mainly due to the soil itself. The soil, which we don't see, is completely hidden under all of those layers. It's causing all of those problems. So that's you know where my research comes into play, playing around with the soil, trying to engineer that soil to make it work better for our road engineering projects. 
One of the techniques I understand that uh, is used commonly uh, around, uh, certainly around Victoria, to try to stabilise soils is the provision of, of lime. And I understand that's one of the areas you're, you're looking at to try and minimise the use of lime. Yeah, exactly. So probably for the last 50 years, we've been using lime extensively. And for the majority of cases, it does work, does produce really good results. But there are certain soils across Victoria which do have high salt concentrations or some organic matter or sulfates. In those cases, the lime doesn't work. Not only does it not work, it actually creates adverse results. So for those type of soils, we do have a challenge. What should we basically do? Plus, on the other hand, the use of lime itself is really not environmentally friendly. It's not sustainable, given that the production of lime and cement carries a high energy investment. And of course, uh, it'll definitely have high carbon emission footprints as well. So in mind with our goal to basically achieve zero net emissions by 2050 or something like that, we need to begin experimenting with other type of materials which could basically reduce the carbon footprint. And that's uh, you know the idea of my research, probably it's been five, six years now that I've been extensively researching alternate materials, which can either replace or at least minimize our dependence on cement and lime for road engineering applications. And, and again, it's not like I'm trying to replace concrete. I'm not talking about uh, getting rid of cement and lime altogether. It's about trying to develop a new technology for road engineering applications at this stage, which can basically minimize our reliance on cement and lime. Even if we can reduce the cement or lime usage by 50%, 40%, it's a big contribution to the environment. So the, the biopolymers that, that we mentioned earlier, um, how are they developed to stabilize soils? And, and does this relate to the uh, geotech uh, fabrics, which, which are often used in roads to, to try and, uh, uh, I guess, maintain the keep the roads together if, if that's not too good yeah. a way of describing it my, my research initially begun with synthetic polymers uh that was probably in early 2016 so these are basically products which are produced in powder form and they're diluted with water and they're just basically applied on the soil and then the soil is compacted and that's the way we stabilize them so they're not plastics per se they're just basically powders uh but they can be diluted with water, create a solution so that you can easily compact the soil. Uh, then I came to realize that, you know, synthetic polymers, uh, their effect on the environment is still open to question. They might have negative effect effects on the soil and it may pollute uh, the surrounding water, local hydrology, etc. And that's where my journey came onto biopolymers. So, Biopolymers are essentially polymers, but they're derived from natural resources, from plants, from microorganisms, from animals. And they're really not used in the context of civil engineering. They're basically mainly used for pharmaceutical products. They're used uh, in some industrial applications, uh, probably in the food industry. Uh, they're used extensively as a thickener, uh, stuff like that. But they do have certain properties and features which makes them really promising to actually change the way soils behave, particularly clay soils. 
So there's a series of chemical interactions which happens when you add a biopolymer to the clay, and it basically allows the clay to be completely stabilized, less susceptible to moisture changes, and stronger in a sense. Yeah, so there's a lot of chemistry which goes behind, you know, how we use the biopolymer to stabilize the soil. But it's probably coincidence that there is a natural material out there which is completely sustainable, environmentally friendly. They're actually even edible. You can probably purchase some of these biopolymers and colds. That's how sustainable these materials are. So, and it turns out that they really work really good with soils as well. So a recent study that I did at Federation Uni showed that if we use a certain type of biopolymer that we basically, uh, let's say, tuned at the university, changed it a little bit, you can reduce the cement, uh, not the cement, the lime demand for a road engineering project by up to 50%, which is huge, which is really huge. And take into account that Biopolymers are concentrated products, so in order to use them in the field, there's really no transportation costs. However, if you want to use lime, you need a lot of trucks. You need to burn a lot of fuel to transport the lime from wherever it is to the site to actually begin using it. For biopolymers, we're talking about one-tenth the amount that we need because they're really concentrated and they're actually mixed with water for application, unlike you know, lime. So less labor as well. So amazing multi benefits. Um, it's it's sort of uh, uh, surprising in a sense that that uh, it's only just becoming um, sort of a, an option that people are exploring, given given that people could have been saving a heck of a lot of money in the past. Yeah, exactly. So probably the only challenge at this stage is that uh, biopolymers, in terms of costs, are still not there yet. And there's probably a good reason for that. Well, we've been using lime for many, many decades. So because it's mass produced, we've been able to basically reduce the cost. Uh, biopolymers, if they become mainstream, that will also be the case. Currently, it's competitive, but it's still not there to justify its use. Plus, we do need field trials. So all of the work that I've done so far and the work I'll be doing in Canada, basically progressing this research, it's all laboratory-based research. And of course, it's always the first step, but we do need to hopefully take it to the field, do a series of field trials, see how they perform over a three-year period, something like that. And uh, hopefully, if the results are successful, which I believe they will be, then we can begin you know, advocating for this product to be you know, incorporated into our road engineering design standards. And not just road engineering, geotechnical as a whole. You can probably use it to stabilize soils beneath the foundation of a house because you see a lot of cracks in the houses as well, the uh, low-rise residential buildings that we have. That's all because of expansive soils. So there's a lot of applications. And, and plus, it's not just limited to civil engineering. Biopolymers have a unique feature that they can actually increase the water retention capacity of the soil. So that means smart agriculture meaning that you can basically extend the duration of vegetation for different types of uh, crops and agricultural-based products. So you can basically save water, uh, which is really good. You can manipulate the permeability of the soil, so you can use it for smart landfilling, creating more safer landfills to basically get rid of the waste that we have 
uh, across Victoria and basically potentially Australia. So you can use it probably for dewatering of mine tailings at mining sites. So there's a variety of different applications. I believe wherever there's soils and sediments, you can use biopolymers. That's how wide it can be. But of course, I'm only focusing at this stage on the road engineering application. So what, what's the source of the, the these polymers, the, the bio part of it? Uh, for, for instance, we have a biopolymer call, called uh, chitosan. So that's basically derived from uh, shellfish, for example, from you know the waste that we have from prawns, or shrimps as the uh, Americans like to call them. So uh, yeah, so they're basically derived from that. Then we have the gum-based ones, xanthan gum, which are basically derived from plants. Starch is another example. So they're all basically from different types of plants or from bacteria, microorganisms, or directly from uh, animal waste. So they're, they're all completely sustainable. Most of them are even edible. They even use some of them for uh, basically producing ice cream. So that's how you know uh, safe these materials are. I've even tried xanthan gum. I purchased it from Kohl's before I use it in my experimentation. I did take a little bit. It's all good. Nothing happened to me. So it's completely safe. Of course, you can't take lime. So. Um, okay. So finally, um, wh what are you hoping to do when you get to Canada? What's the program there? When I go to Canada, I'll be visiting the univer uh, Ottawa University and uh, the geoengineering center at Queen's University. Now, uh, at the University of Ottawa, I'll be working with Professor uh, Sai Bonapalli. He's one of the pioneers in unsaturated soil mechanics, and he'll basically be working with me. I'll be working with him, basically, so that we can develop a testing scheme so that this biopolymer soil mixture can be tested under certain laboratory conditions, really advanced testing, so we can get a better picture of how it really behaves under different stress loading conditions for a road engineering environment. And I'll also be working with the Geoengineering Center at Queen's University. It's probably the most famous geotechnical engineering center in all of the world. So we do have living legends of my discipline who work there. So that'll be really exciting to meet them in person for the first time. So I'll be hopefully getting a better picture of how I can develop a physical model to translate my laboratory-based research to a larger scale physical model before I take it to the field, to an actual road engineering project. So yeah, there's a lot I'll be doing there, uh, probably up to four months, be exciting. I think there'll be a lot of snow, which I'm not used to, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, my wife will also be joining me. She's also a geotechnical engineer, so I do have her support as well. So I think it'll be really awesome. Indeed, and uh, we look forward to seeing your work come into the field. Uh, indeed, from all of you, all of the things you've said, um, it, it shows uh, great promise. I would think um, so. Well done, and good luck. And um, maybe we can chat when you come back and see how it's gone. Yeah, sure, definitely. I'll love that. Dr. Amin Sultan, 